Welcome to Tale of the Veil, vale, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So you had just left the thieves' hideout, um, where you fought the changeling uh, leader of the thieves. Um, you brought him back to the stableman, who uh, paid you very handsomely with both gold and china, a set of china which you guys refused. Uh, to take, um, and you guys completely forgot what to do with him, <laughs> so you left him to, I guess, sneak away. <laughs> uh, then you went to the Blackbriar Manor after a couple hours of travel, where you were greeted at the door um, by Mordlod. <laughs> That's what it was. Mordlod. The butler Mordlod, who. Mordlod was a creepy. Dude, <laughs> there's something weird going on in that place. Yeah, he, he appeared and then disappeared after writing a piece of parchment and receiving a response. Kind of strange. Uh, anywhere at anyway, you guys left um, Blackbriar Country and proceeded to Arithia, where you had three peaceful weeks of travel after heading through that gate uh, checkpoint. You went to a small town. I remember you got some items here and there, some clothes and furs and stuff. Um, then you pass through another checkpoint out of Rithia um, and went into the Staghorn Gladelands. Uh, kind of when you were at the beginning of this area, you came across Ivan, the mercenary, uh, who was wielding somewhat futuristic weapons or just advanced compared to what you guys had seen, and you fairly quickly dispatched him using really good teamwork um, and then you found an item on him a stone circular disc that appeared to have a glow following in the direction of Edwin's bag um, and searching the bag you found another one of the same thing and you realize that way way back in uh, Iridin those two guys at the uh, of the city had planted it on you guys. Um, so he had been tracking you this entire time um, and sending mercenaries after you. Uh, Blackjack, that is. Uh, for those listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what does your cup say? Uh, it says... Uh... <laughs> Yansu, Ansu. Yansu. What's that? What's that mean? Yancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you guys went and you started to see these little glowing blue fireflies floating around, and you noticed that the environment was getting much more lively and green and lush as you headed deeper into Sagron Gladelands, and of course, this meant that the Grim White Stag was near. His time had come to enter the material world. And you guys followed the signs to a small pond where you saw a herd of deer crossing on the other side of the pond and a large concentration of these glowing blue fireflies were circling in these big swirling energetic waves um, in the middle of the pond and you saw a cross that coming with some white light uh, coming down the hill you saw the grim white stag which was about twice the size of a large draft horse. Um, and he 
walked across the water towards you guys and addressed you telepathically and giving you some um, clarifications as to what you needed to subscribe to by becoming a patron of his, um, including upholding the laws of nature, not doing anything unnatural. Um, you can infer what that means. Um, but then again, Oberon did tell you that this god was very short and to the point. Um, he did not dilly-dally with small talk. And to be fair, he really didn't give you any hint as to what would help you in the Feywild either, other than uh, just telling you you needed to look for the Jade Pond. Um, and I assume you can take that as a, this whole mission as a test of some sort. But he had heard that there may be a mask power in the Feywild, um, and that perhaps creatures were searching for it. So he opened up a portal uh, in a whirlpool in the middle of this pond, and you guys, clearly dazzled by his brilliance, immediately obeyed and went to the pond. Uh, <laughs> and that is where our last quest ended. And I mean, he was pretty. Mm. We'll say that. <laughs> Essentially, when you guys get sucked into this whirlpool, right, you feel the warm waters swirling around you, enveloping around your, your body and sort of almost holding you in a comforting way. And this water feels warm. It feels like warm bath water almost. And it's comfortable. It's incredibly comfortable. Um, and as you move deeper and deeper into this water, as it's swirling, you get to the center and in half a second, you guys all three get pulled under one after the other. It happens extremely quickly, and you would expect there to be some sort of thrashing or yanking sensation, but there's not. It almost feels like you fell into bed. And you're enveloped by warm water, and the uh, sense of feeling between where your skin ends and the water begins becomes hard to define. Uh, and you guys sort of lose a sense of where you are, what's going on, and you don't really know how much time has passed. It's almost as if you're half asleep uh, as you're going around. And you can see the muted colors in your vision, almost like if your eyes were closed and you were looking into a sunset. You can see little muted flowings of colors in your vision. Uh, and after an unknown amount of time, you guys all snap awake into completely frigid cold water and you you guys are all three underwater in dark cold water how deep you don't know um can i get a sense of my bearings to see where up is um so yeah based on your lack of sensory perception with the water around you before you're kind of disoriented as to which direction is up and down you can roll me a perception check okay. to figure that out. can i since i can see in the dark can i blow bubbles and see which way they float yeah <laughs> okay well i still need to like um, perceive i rolled a nat 20 i rolled a 19 so so there is that what did you roll hansen a nat 20 oh okay so what are you doing to try and orient yourself in this water I think I'm gonna like try and see which way it feels that my body is like being tugged by like whether I'm like starting to float a little bit or whether it's um, gravity. So 
what you feel is that the water is incredibly still. And as you're flailing around with your limbs reaching out, you feel your hand press into a muddy sand bed underneath you. It appears that you're completely face down in the water. And the bottom of whatever whatever sediment is at the bottom of this water, your hand is pressing into it above your head. Okay, I'm going to try and uh, orient myself. Okay. <laughs> um, so, as far as what you see, Italic, strangely enough, when you open your eyes, you can't see in the darkness. <laughs> uh, you are just as blind as a human would be in darkness. Um, so, blowing the bubbles does not really allow you to to see where they go, essentially. So how are you orienting yourself and getting out? So if so, is it like I'm reaching my hand above my head and there is sand right yes. there? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put my feet where my hand is. Okay. And essentially try to like stand on where this like muddy sand okay. was and try to like push off of it. Okay, so as you shift your weight and kick off, um, after about three or four seconds of floating in that direction where you kicked off from, your head or your hands first reach the surface and then your head follows and you reach the top of the water. <gasps> With the 19, can I hear him like breach the you water? You can hear thrashing and muted, muted movement in the water around you. Edwin is going to frantically thrash in the direction that he hears. Yeah, same. Uh, both of you, roll me, I'd say, perception checks for this. Okay. Just to see where you're going. That is a 15. Uh, so both of you are able to head in the general direction of where you hear the splashing, and both of you hit the top of the water as well, and can breathe. <sighs> he wasn't trying to kill us, was he? <sighs> I hope not. Can either of you see anything? Yeah, I'm going to look around. Can I see? Yeah. So you can all roll perception checks if you'd like. I shall. You can't tell me what to do. It's nine. Eleven. It's seven. <laughs> so, what did you guys get? Nine. Seven. Seven. Eleven. Eleven. So, what you guys see when you come out of the water is you are in the exact same pond that you were in before, only your surroundings appear different. Um, no longer is there the glow of the moon illuminating everything around you. Everything is much darker. It's a t dark twilight. It's almost as if the sun has just passed under the horizon and set, and you're left with that sort of not complete darkness, but everything's hazy, and you can't really see more than 40, 30, 40 feet in front of you. Um, you're surrounded by a woodland similar to before, except the trees are completely barren here. There are no leaves on them. Um, and you can hear a number of different animal sounds, chirping, um, sputtering, and little cries out in the night. Um, and you can actually see, as you look around, a few remaining of those little blue glowing fireflies, probably about four or five of them, drifting up into the sky in different directions and passing out of your field of view. As, <clears throat> as Anduril uh, starts to like look around and take this in. His words are just kind of catching his throat, and he's just gonna go, oh, this, this place is beautiful. Look around. While Andrew is taking this moment in, Edwin is thrashing to the shore. 
<laughs> no words are being said. Just clunk, splash, 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 clunk. Like the, he's going, he's bobbing underneath the waterline, catching his breath. Clunk, splash, splash, splash. Oh, oh yeah, you're wearing. I'm in full, full plate. plate. Still. <laughs> so Edwin is thr- is fighting to get to the shoreline. Okay. Um, roll me an athletic, athletics check. Do you want that disadvantage? Uh, yeah. Just because of that. It's not gonna get much worse than that. Uh, it could. <laughs> um, so that, that's gonna be. Yeah, so nine. Uh, so you're actually able to get across. The pond is not deep enough to where you're in danger of drowning once you get out of the center of it. Yeah. Uh, so as you get closer to shore, you find your feet and are able to pull yourself out of the water, dripping wet. Edwin is going to collapse onto the bank and roll over onto his back, panting. This looks like the same area we entered the pond, but something's off. It almost went to the shore also. Andrew is going to realize how cold this water actually is, kind of snap out of it, <laughs> also swim to the shore. And uh, when he when he comes up to Edwin, he's going to be like, Hey, Edwin, are you okay? Never better. Are you sure? Edwin kind of calms down. He was shivering. He kind of catches himself. I'll be all right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start going around and like finding loose sticks, not taking any wood from actual trees, but just following okay. sticks. Okay. And I'll also be like, I'll be getting like a pile like right here and having my mage hand like floating around and picking up sticks like over okay. there and I'll get a little fire going. Cool. Okay. So you start a fire using what? Yeah, these produce flame. Finally okay. back. Yeah. Full light. energy. You can feel the full power that you used to have accessible to you surge through your fingertips and immediately you can catch your hand on fire. What color is this flame? The flame is now more of a white and pale yellow yes it is oh i like that <laughs> so yeah so i'll light up the hand and then put it on the sticks okay, and so let it catch roll me a perception check sure thing can it. i see normally now with dark vision no. are you serious oh no <laughs> find for the first time in your life that you can't see in the darkness does like the light from the flame like help uh, I, I it, see. certainly yeah okay so, so the light from the flame helps um and also, you can see a, a good distance away because it's twilight. It's not completely dark. Yeah. Um, but you can't see to the detail and distance that you could before. Okay. Hello. Uh, so when you light your hand, you create about a 12-foot radius of light around you that immediately bursts out of the darkness, and you see the flash of about 30 eyes from different creatures. Oh, my God around you and they immediately jump in all directions. Some are swinging on branches, some fly away, others crawl out into the night, but you don't get a good look at what any of them are specifically, only that there are many different types of creatures that were watching you. Edwin is going to kind of tighten his grip on his shield, sitting by this fire. Um, Andrew's going to look up. Are there any clouds in the sky? Hold me for a second, check. That's a six. So, looking up into the sky, you see that it is not cloudy. It doesn't appear to be cloudy because there aren't patches of more dark and less dark. Mm-hmm. You also notice that there aren't any stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's completely just like a, a pale, dark, dark gray. Okay. Everybody saw that, right? There's ours. Saw what? I almost wish I hadn't. Look, there's... Look in the sky. You see something different. 
This place is concerning. So where are we exactly? Have you never heard of the Feywild before? Only in, you know, children's stories and tales my father told me not to run out to the woods at dark and dusk on my own, but never been here before, never researched it that heavily. I assume most of us don't know pretty much anything about this place, right? You guys have all heard of it, uh, certainly, but you can roll me history checks to see the degree to which you know. I'm going to say Edwin that. was told, like, fairy tales, like, don't go into the woods at night because these creatures are there. Yeah. Like, kind of, you know, general rule of thumb. For yeah, kids I feel like especially away. in Dagenshire, that would be a yeah. cultural thing. So I've, Edwin knows nothing really about this place. I've got a 19, so what do... I got How the good same, is Merdunkle Noble education so on the Similar to Edwin, you've been told stories from the time you're young about <clears throat> fae creatures and how you better not make deals with them or they'll carry you off into the night never to be seen again. Uh, so you've heard those tall tales. Whether or not you believe them is up to you. Um, but in terms of the details about how the Feywild works, um, I don't know, do you think he would know? Oh, I, d I just highly doubt it. Okay, then, then we'll say, unless specifically you had that in your background, he doesn't really know a lot. Yeah. I also think it's more fun if all of us are out of our depth. Yeah, with the, yeah, sure. I'm 19, but like I haven't had any sort of ed education that would. Yeah, so you weren't like, told these stories that. as a young like, child. heard but about it in yeah, passing. You've, you've heard in passing and okay. maybe even tall tales from some of your fellow um, mercenaries in your guild. You might have heard of meeting fey beings and stuff. And obviously, you've heard from Oberon a little bit about. The Feywild, but nothing in great detail. Okay. So, how much can we assume is different here? Well, well, judging from this pond and the pond we were at, I'm going to say that maybe it's just a mirror image? Like, so it's the same as the world that we came from, but slightly different. You tell me looks pretty similar to me. Well, first of all, it's not the same time of day. Actually, I want to look around. Yeah. Do I see, like, does it actually look like generally the same place, but different? Right, like, does it look like the same pond? Yes. It looks like the exact same pond. Um, literally, dimension by dimension, exactly the same pond. And the trees around it even look pretty similar to where they were before. So, is our wagon and is William? They're probably not there, right? Okay. I don't see them. Oh shoot! I was thinking about that last session. We are leave. We left the wagon and yeah. William behind. I'm just praying that time William's passes. with. Hey, your horse is with the Grim right White Stag. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. Maybe he'll join the herd. <laughs> oh, that would be sick. That he's got William has antlers. We come back. <laughs> yeah. We get a super powered William. You when try we come and mount him. He's just like. <laughs> he speaks to my mind. I'm off the wild. <laughs> um, there is one thing that's concerning me at the moment. What's that? I can't see like I normally can. I mean, you. I can. I can wave see. His hand no, not. Face. I can see, but not. This darkness is impeding my vision, which I have never experienced this before. It's kind of jarring. So, in the tales that we've heard. Elves are from here, right? Am I correct in believing that? Down the line, I think. And they can see in the dark like you can, usually, right? Yes. So if they're from here, 
maybe it doesn't work here. Perhaps not. Is that a reasonable assumption? Uh, have me beat, I have no idea. Maybe it'll just take time to adjust, but I don't know at the moment. So, let's look at this. The, the only way that we can. So, what is our next move? Um, as you say that, you notice that as you've been talking around this lit fire, when you light a fire, does it go orange like a normal fire, or does it yeah. stay white? Yeah, okay. it'll, it'll, like when the wood catches, it'll also, be a normal fire. Out in the orange glow that's kind of penetrating out into the darkness, you hear the snap of a twig. Head's going to whip right around to that. <laughs> Fairly loud. Yeah, Sam, I'll look. Okay. Uh, you can't see anything in the darkness immediately. Edwin is going okay. to pull his shield up and kind of point it in that direction. Yeah, I'll light my hand and kind of like thrust it forward and see if I can see anything with and like an extended radius. Sure. Andrew obviously is going to point his S-Dock and get some lightning going on his finger. Ten. Um, you see nothing. That's okay. blackness. Um, I'm going to do something. Edwin is going to... Both of you, I think, especially Talix has seen this before. Edwin is going to kind of close his eyes for a moment and open them, and they're going to go completely white with a little aura glow. And he's going to divine sense the surrounding area. So that's a 60-foot radius of where they're at. And So what can you sense with so that? So that will detect me any fiends, undead, or celestials, or objects slash places that are that have been consecrated or desecrated. But mainly he's looking for celestials, fiends, undeads. So reaching out in that radius, you feel the presence of one of that. Okay. You you both will notice his eyes flicker and go back to normal at this point. Andrew's gonna so lean cool. over. <laughs> it really is. Andrew's gonna lean over to talk and say, has he always been able to do that? Ever since Dagenshire. I mean, how have I not noticed? You were kind of going through your own thing as well. I suppose so. I'm gonna, as we're talking, I'm gonna slowly pivot and make sure Edwin is between the sound, like between me and the sound. You guys hear some bushes about 30 feet from you guys Same rustling. Same direction. Uh, about 90 degrees to the left of where it was before. There's no words. You see, Edwin is going to draw Dragon's Folly from its scabbard and kind of line it up with shield. Yeah, I'm gonna prepare a blast. About, of you roll me perception checks. about how well could we see before the fire was lit? Um, before the fire was lit, you could see maybe 25 feet into the darkness if you really strained. Okay. Um, now you can see about 25 clearly, and past that it gets hazy. Anduril is going to like slowly move over to where the fire is and say, Hey, maybe we should put this out. Did you guys get on perception, by the way? Ten. Five. Eight. Okay. You guys don't see anything. Hmm. Oh, boy. Um, you don't have to use a spell to put out a fire. I know, but like, I'm, stepped, I'm like stepped back. I'm like okay. not going closer. I mean, I can use Mage Hand to like, just kind of like scatter the wood a little bit to make, just try and put it out. So it's not like all in a bunch. Uh, that sounds like it might start a forest fire. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> not like enough to do that. If that... Doesn't break your contract. Um, I don't know what would though. Yeah, seriously. And yeah. Then, with a crit failure on this creature, you see or feel rather a small hand 
grab the back of your knee in between your plate armor and squeeze. And looking down, you can see a small gremlin-like, goblinish looking creature. They're short, have dark skin, these big knobby noses, these giant bendy ears, and these pointy chins, um, and these sunken in glowing yellow eyes. And it's bearing its bangs, some of that which are rotten, some of which are missing. And it pulls back its little baby hand, holding on what appears to be some sort of shiv made out of a rock chiseled stone and it tries to plunge it into your leg and it completely breaks on impact with your plate armor. <laughs> um, immediately looking around you guys can see about ten more of these creatures oh running out of the tree line all squealing ah! Ah, get him! <gasps> Everybody roll initiative. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <that's terrifying. laughs> uh, 15. 16. 19. Oof. What a way to start. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. 15 for me. I got 16. Once you get 19. Yeah. Andereal. I keep forgetting I gotta label you as Andereal now. <laughs> Dude, I'm... You guys are gonna find out that that's not even my real name. <laughs> What is this, like, name number five? You've gone by this? Uh, three. Are you for real? No, no, that's actually like, his real name. I was like, what the? <laughs> okay, thank God. You're giving us fake names? Okay. Dude, Rogue's got a rogue. You just so I don't have enough minis to represent these guys, really, so it's going to be just hodgepodge of stuff. Okay. All right. But, um, so oh, with the money you? I made from work today, I can finally order uh, my mini. Nice. Oh, yeah, I got yes. a mini for you. Sweet. Where were you? You can place yourself. Uh, wherever yeah. you so want. where did we hear the initial sound? I would be behind so that. So the initial sound you heard probably right here. Okay, so, if we're, so we're Edwin would have been facing that way. I would have been back here. The fire. So I want to believe I'm probably about here-ish. Oh, an enemy. Due to the fact that you guys are in hazy darkness, you guys are all going to have disadvantage on mm -hmm. your melee attacks. Okay. Um, I didn't actually put the fire out, spells and stuff. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. Okay, I so thought about the, it, but I didn't say I did it. Within the radius of the fire, then, you guys can see perfectly fine. So that's a 25-foot radius of clear vision around you guys. So anything within 25 feet of you, you can see. Edwin's going to fight in the safety of the fire, then. Okay. Or by the fire. So should we mark where the fire is? It'd be smart. Yeah, I assume it's going to be this a, uh, I'll take a d4 and mark it. Cool. I'm going to assume it's right behind the gremlin that's behind me. Yeah, right uh, right here. Okay, here. we're going to start here. out with Andrew. All right, closer to that, right there. I think it would be between all three of us. Yeah, and I, I was walking over to it, so that, that area makes sense. Andrew, yeah. you're good to go. All right. Um, Jeez, there's so many. Yeah, holy shit. Okay. What I'm gonna do is, so I can see him and him and him. <coughs> All right, so Andrew's gonna, do, what square is he in? Cause he's on a corner right there. Right, so Andrew's gonna do right here is I'm going to move right here uh -huh. and cast a uh, thunder wave to hit those two. Okay. 
So I need both of them to give me a constitution saving throw. 19 for one of them. That passes. And 7 for the other one. That fails. Okay. All right. So the one who passed... Where are my D8s? Come on. Thank you. Yeah, go for it. Thank you, thank you. Everyone blowing the dice. Oh, oh that's horrible. <laughs> so the one who passes is gonna take three thunder damage. And the one who failed is gonna take six and get pushed ten feet back. So, um, which one failed? This one, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You're the one who has their stats. Yeah, this one failed. Okay, so this one takes three, and this one gets pushed back ten feet. Or from, where did you cast it? I'm casting it from me. Oh, okay, cool. So ten feet. So, describe this spell you do. So, uh, Enderil's gonna, like, see the creatures around, and he's gonna, like, step out a little bit into the fray, and just like smack the ground with his left hand and this lightning is going to erupt from in between all of his fingers, dig down into the earth and the earth itself is gonna start to move and roll as like this huge tsunami looking wave of electricity comes back out of the ground and like engulfs these guys and pushes them back. So the one directly in front of you that was charging you, you can see he's holding two of those little stone shivs. Uh, and the lightning kind of illuminates his face and he's got a crazed look on his face, his teeth are bared, and you can see he's got little stringy bits of hair flying back behind him. And you hit him and almost as if you kicked a soccer ball, he's immediately thrown into the air and knocked 10 feet backwards with a scream. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of the electricity jumps from that shockwave across the ground into another one, um, shocking it and damaging him. Metallic. Okay, so I will s take a step back, and I will clutch my focus and close my eyes and cast Guardian of Faith. Mm. So, Full power. So, right, so this will be an aspect of the Grim spell, so if you want to describe that after, go yeah. for it. So right here, in this 10-foot square, uh, a large, shimmering, white, radiant stag will just kind of like appear and kind of like fall and hover. Like, so you'll like, you'll have the full antlers, head going up, the legs will like fade into nothing. Because it's just hovering like there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that'll be my action. Sweet. So and that's it. Do? Yeah, he will stand there until anyone moves closer to me. And then, yeah. Awesome. You'll see what happens. Edwin. Edwin is going to. What does he do? Um. So, looking around, you guys are not really going to be able to pay attention to this, but Edwin is going to thrust a shield up in this one kind of arcing motion, and you see a wing of a golden dragon extend from the top of the shield, flutter over, and then rest back over the shield as a shimmering aura appears over the, the crest of the shield, um, casting Shield of Faith. That's his bonus action. He's going to turn and swat twice at this little gremlin that just tried to stab him in the chin. Um, so here we go. Also, how lit is the fire behind him? Like, 
is it em is it smoldering? Is it embering? What's it's it's a roaring fire. It's not huge, but it's it's a going fire. First one is a 13. 13 is not hit. The second one is a 10. Yeah, I guess none of those will hit them. So two okay, swats so and miss. Two swings at this little goblin-ish looking creature. Um, one swing, it literally just ducks under and dodges the blade, and another as you come across, he hops over the blade. Uh, these things are incredibly quick. Way more agile than any goblin you've seen on the material plan. Um, and with that, it's their turn. So does a 19 hit you, Enderil? Is it melee? Yes. No, it doesn't. Okay. That's that defensive duelist. <laughs> Best feat in the... This is a sponsored segment. Does, <laughs> does a 21 hit you, Edwin? It does not with Shield of Faith up. Yeah, where did what happens? Where yes, are it does. You? You're all the way back there. Right there, yeah. Does fifteen hit you? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Twenty one hit you. Wow. Oof. <laughs> so these three little screening creatures. Okay, the whole this space is occupied by the stag. This okay. large actually. Uh, he was right there, so never mind. Yeah, he's good. He's right there. He's fine. Okay, so here's what happens, essentially, um, with you two. A flurry of scurrying feet, kicking up leaves and dirt on the ground, flying at you. Some of them remain at a distance, and you can see little objects whizzing out of the darkness by your head. You can assume they're rocks or some sort of other sharp, jagged object they've crafted. Um, the other ones proceed to run up to you and start stabbing wildly with their hands. Most of them are carrying those little stone shivs, but other ones have little two-handed, literally just petrified uh, wooden branches and just trying to club you with them. Uh, and none of them are able to hit you guys. With Edwin, they're banging on your armor, hitting you with rocks from a distance. They're just bouncing right off. Every time someone's gonna, one of them hits the shield, the wing will shimmer and then reform to dope. But <laughs> that, that plate armor that your royal armor smith crafted you is faring you very well here um, they'll hit me though right yeah as far as okay. Andrew goes um he's i assume parrying and dodging these little creatures oh you know he's moving like a old man shouldn't be able to <laughs> <laughs> um surprisingly well in the darkness also um so as far as talent goes three of the yeah, goblins are able to hit you <laughs> with their attacks yeah i'm uh, calling them goblins for now sure um, so what is this shield of faith? Do well, exactly. just, yeah, give me the damage and I'll just grab it after that. Just let me finish okay. and do all that. Actually, wait. Okay. Okay, actually, yeah, this is, okay, this is, actually, this is important. So what was the damage? Total of 22. Okay, here's the thing. As soon as they step into a space within 10 feet of the stag, they have to make a deck save. So I'll make, okay, have so all of them make deck saves. All three of them all stepped three of them. in that space? All three of them stepped closer to me, yeah. Okay. Closer okay. to this day. First one makes it 14. Okay, no. Next one makes a 13, and the no. next one makes a 12. And all of them fail. So as they're running up, I guess this would be before they hit me because they entered the space. As they run up, okay. the stag turns, 
and just swoops all of them. They all take 20 radiant damage instantly. <laughs> Uh, okay. Is that like a reactionary thing? Yeah, I mean, as they enter the space, they take the damage instantly. So okay. if they, if that happens, if they um, die before they get to me, so I'm they assuming. did. So essentially, what happens is, all three of them, as they're running at you, about to hit, um, clamoring out of the darkness, this spectral white stag, with a turn of his head, brings his ant full uh, rack of antlers into these three creatures and you see them instantly become vaporized. They literally just turn into ash and dust. Sicko mode. Okay. Uh, with a little scrape. <laughs> fading away. Okay. Um, you can tell the power of the Grim is at full strength here in the Feywild. Okay. Since uh, the Guardian goes away once it does 60 damage, and it just did, so the Grim kind of shimmers out. Oh, dope. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, additionally, the Grim has left the chat. Edwin, does a 23 hit you? That is my new AC. So, yeah. Wow, 23. So now I have to roll... Uh, does a 19 hit you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what's... Is it my... It's after... Uh, wait till the damage is done. Okay. Uh, okay, so you take 6 damage. Okay, so now I roll for concentration? Yeah. And am I trying to... You have to be a 10. To be a 10? Yeah. Yes. It'll be the same. Sweet. Okay. Cool. And so you're take six as well. Sure. Talic. Sure thing. So essentially what happens is after this flurry of little guys running out of the tree line, one of them you feel a weight hit your shoulders as you ah, this voice gets louder and louder as it drops from above your head from the trees and gets in between your pauldrons and helmet and is able to cut a little clean slice right into the side of your neck. Um, and you can feel his, his little fingernails reaching around, grabbing at your nose and your cheeks, pulling on you. Uh, so you take six from that. And same thing from you. You feel this little creature land onto your back and holding onto your shoulders. And he doesn't have any weapons in his hand. He's just tearing at your chest and okay. inflicts some minor wounds there. Sure. Uh, we're back to Anderville. All right. So... Uh... <clears throat> Who, who do I have in front of me? I've got two guys in front of me right now, right? Yes. All right, so... Andrew is going to uh, look at... Like, whoever tried to hit him first, if I can determine who that is, and I'm just going to, like, level a finger at him. Say, you. As soon as I say that, from uh, my back these three bolts of blue energy are just gonna come up over my back and just center in on the guy. I've cast magic missile. Okay. All three on one guy? Yep. Okay. And he's going to take... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I lost. That's all I got. I'm gonna use the campfire for a second. He's gonna take nine damage. How do you kill him? <laughs> so, I know it's force damage, I don't care. There's gonna be lightning involved. <laughs> uh, so, so I wanna say that the first dart just kinda like hits him and some like disperses into his body and some crackling electricity goes around his body. And then the second one goes through his torso 
and um, the third one just goes right through the center of his skull. So you hear two little squeals of pain as the first two hit, and with the third one, he goes silent, and his little body drops to the ground. Dead. For a second, I, I thought you were going for a TPK, but these guys aren't that beefy. <laughs> <laughs> so is this guy like grappled me, or like he's just like on the ground next to you? He's on top of you, but he's not grappling you. Right okay, so I can kind of just kind of like, just kind of like step forward and like kind of. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So where is his mini? I guess. Just use one of the other ones. Uh, so this is the one that dropped sure. on you. Sure. Where's the one that dropped on me? The one that dropped on you is right here. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I will kind of turn around. I'll quickly, out of my pocket, draw a card, snap it, turn it to ash, and right behind him, he'll just see just lights to appear, and I'll slam a flaming sphere just into his back. So he has to make a, a deck save, I believe. Okay, so are you are back. you running out of, like, away from him? No, it's just coming from behind him and hitting him. So it won't hit me, it'll just hit his okay. back. Um, does it make me a deck save, I think? Let me make sure. What you roll? 16. Okay, that passes, so we'll take half. Yeah. Yeah, he will take the increased damage from my Warlock ability. Just to know. He's, he's so done. Oh, sweet, okay. Um, 10, 14, So he, see, he sees the light, and you see immediately as you turn around and you cast this yeah. flaming sphere of white energy. Um, you see the light illuminate his back, and his eyes widen, and his pupils dilate, and he... You can see he understands what's happening, and he begins to run forward, and he's almost able to get out of its range, but you're too quick and slam it into him, and again, like the three before, he's completely vaporized. Yeah, it was 26. He so just ceases to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to keep stepping back, like back here, and just have the or have the sphere in front of me, like just you know, ready okay. for the next one. Edwin's still gonna swipe at the one in front of him. What, um, what are you using? Longsword, Dragon's Folly. So the tungsten blade. Okay. Yeah, so I'm am just I'm just swinging. You know, diagonal strikes with the sword. That is a okay. twenty-one to hit. Yeah. Alright, and then I'm gonna swing again well, at the same guy. I do one at a time because those are squishy. That's might, uh, might kill that's him. That's true. That's true. Okay. Nope. Nope. That's five damage. <laughs> so uh, not the greatest roll. Five um, damage. Five damage, yeah. He's going to swing us. Second time. Same guy. Same guy. That is, oh god, a 13. 13 is not that. You see him. Stands up. Action surge. Swing it again. That's a nat one. <laughs> That's a nat one of the day. Um, second strike. Another 13. Good lord. Okay. I, Edmund can't so, hit right now. With four swipes, you are frantically still, well, I guess you're out of the water now, but yeah. um, still on the the wet shores of this little pond, you are frantically swinging around your sword in the darkness, and you can see with one of your swipes, um, you nick him and severely wound him because of the strength of your, your swipe. You see it, a little flash, a little gleam of your tungsten blade, and his entire shoulder gets split open. And he unleashes a blood curling. Uh, is that your turn? Yeah, that's my. Well, actually, actually, no, that's my turn. That's my turn. The gremlins then strike once oh, again. No. <laughs> um, 
Oh, here, I'm going to natural 20 on Anduril. All right. Okay, here That's fun. Here is the sphere. Fifteen hits, you Talek. Oh yes. We're gonna get you some defense, man. Ooh, oh, I lost an AC. Okay. From my so, as far as the hits go, you can imagine what happens in the misses. Again, these little creatures are scurrying around in the darkness, trying to hit you with these crude weapons. Half of them miss. Most of them can't get through your armor. Or you're too big to really do any damage to. But a few of them get through. Two of them actually land natural twenties on Anduril. Oh my god. Okay. Um, one of which chucks a rock out of a sling and deals eight damage to him as it clocks him in the forehead. Oh, you dick! <laughs> uh, and then another, you feel heat and slicing pain in your calf, and another one has stabbed you in the back of the leg. Uh, that time for 12 damage. Oh, jeez. Ow. Uh, as far as the other hits go, the only other thing is one little gremlin has hit Talek for 8 damage. Where is he? Where Over he? here. Okay, um, he is, basically you feel a little prick in your chest and you look down and you see that there's about a pencil sized stake of wood just Jeez. embedded in your chest. Um, <laughs> Edwin is in the middle here. These creatures are starting to climb up your armor towards your more vital parts, your head. Um, but you're flailing around so much that some of them are getting thrown off and they're having a hard time making it to your face, which is where they're trying to get at. Um, so we're back up to Enderil. Who threw the rock? It came out of the darkness, so you don't know. All right, who stabbed me? <laughs> he's directly behind you. All right, he's getting an S-stock right to the throat. <laughs> Does a 13 hit? Damn it. Right, and I'm going to use my bonus action to dodge. Okay, so as you swing with your S-lock at him, he literally pushes the blade up mid-swing out of the way of his neck. Uh, so it's coming at his neckline, and he puts his hands above his shoulder and kicks it up over his head. <laughs> um, this one is particularly ugly. All right. Uh, you can see he has a large lump on his neck that has hair growing from it. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe it's a second head. I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh, I'll be real with you. Alec, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I will look over. I'll rip out the pencil-sized little piece of wood, and I'll shift the flaming sphere over to this guy, right? So he's in the darkness. Not for long. <laughs> I'm going to uh, move. Yeah, so as you, as you One, two, swing it in that direction, you light him up. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I will take the sphere and slam it into him okay. to make a deck save. I feel like these guys are good at these. Okay. It's like we're trying to kill eighth graders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, that's uh, seven. Uh, ten, fourteen. So he takes nine. Just barely kill him. Yes. Um. So again, this flaming sphere 
you can see out of the darkness he gets illuminated and you can see he was holding a little little crude bow and it was pointed at you with another arrow knocked ready to fire and you see the shock on his face and his, his mouth opens up and you can see him prepare to drop his bow and run but immediately he's gone as the sphere passes through him. Okay. That was my bonus action. That is cruel, my yeah, guy. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll finish shooting it or throwing it over there. And the Eldritch energy will flow down my arm and I'll blast to this guy right next to Edwin right here. Okay. Oh, thank you. And he's next to the fire, so he's, he's, good, off uh, he's good for seeing, right? Yeah, I'm right next to the fire, yeah. 12, so that's a 20 for the first. The second one, 16. That'll hit. <gasps> yes. Okay, sweet. He'll take... Twenty-three force damage. Um, so this little one is hanging on Edwin's shield. He's swinging around trying to block strikes, and he's taking a couple of nicks in his body from his comrades. But he's holding onto the shield, trying to climb up it. And an eldritch blast flies out of the darkness and bounces right off Edwin's shield. And meanwhile, literally cutting this creature in half the from golden the middle. flickers as the Elf um, Blast kind of runs across it. Ooh. His waist and legs fall to the ground, and his <laughs> top half holds on to the shield for a few more seconds before <laughs> losing strength and flying off. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, bye-bye. Dude, Metallic's a powerhouse. Hey, dude, you All are right. back to full power. We're back, baby. Can I use my bonus action first? Yeah. So I'm going to use my Shieldmaster perk to shove this boy in front of me, swipe him into the fire. Nice. One second. So, that's just a strength roll. Yeah. That's a 12. Okay, that's not bad. You beat him. Oh, so. They're fast, not strong. So, a shield is just going to club him with a force enough to almost toss him <gasps> into the fire. <laughs> As you hit him, and it is like swiping aside a little eighth grader. <laughs> you knock him sideways into the fire, and you see it billow and roar up around him as he caves in the logs of the fire and he takes 2d4 worth of flame damage. We just really hate 8th graders. Hey, I don't know about you. I was this size in 8th grade. <laughs> um, so he is currently in the pile screaming He's not dead yet. Oh. <laughs> Edwin's gonna turn to the ones behind him and begin to swipe with his sword. So the first one, another 13. I like 13s today. <coughs> Second swipe, 12. Good. Edwin, come on. Swing and misses. Best so again, he's... <laughs> you can see that the exhaustion is starting to set in. He's swinging this heavy sword. He's in full armor. These little things are weighing him down. And every swing, he's just... He's having a rough time. Uh, I guess we're back to the Gremlins. <laughs> Back to the little boys. You got any more nat 20s for me? No, but I got a, a 21 and a 24. Uh, the 21. No, those both hit. They're mm -hmm. mine. Yep. And I've got a third. Let's see if it, it does not hit. You have started leather or leather? I got started leather. Yeah. Roll me a strength check. Me? A nine. So, two of these creatures for a total of ten damage hit and drill. Uh, again, 
that little one that shipped him and then dodged his S-Talk. Shivs him again, right in the, the calf, and then another one to his side, leaps at him and buries his teeth into his left thigh, <laughs> foaming at the mouth. Um, you see a rock fly past your head, but it doesn't hit you. And um, Talek can clearly see Edwin in the center of the fray, still um, being climbed all over, stabbed at. Um, one of the creatures tried to grapple him and pull his leg, but the strength of just one leg was enough to kick the creature away. Uh, I forgot to roll for this guy far back in the darkness, so I'm gonna do that now. Does a 24 hit you? Yeah, that'll hit. So a little rock flies out of the darkness and deals five damage to you. Okay, I gotta roll concentration. Um, it hits you in your helmet. 19, I still hold Hits you in your helmet. How much damage um, is it? Kind of dazing you a little bit, five. Okay. And that's the gremlins and the real. I'm gonna look at the one that uh, dodged my S-Doc and then stabbed me again. Is, is he wearing any armor made of metal? No. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. Um, since he's got his S-Doc in his right hand, Anduril is going to... He's actually completely naked. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> he's um, not wearing any clothes at all. Or any of them? Uh, some of them are wearing little loincloths and furs, but about a third of them are completely buck-ass nude. Anduril is going... Since he's got his S-Doc in his right hand, he's going to, like, look over at this thing with just, like, the most disapproving look he can... Which, for him, is very, very, just powerful. <laughs> it's a very potent, disproving look, and he's going to kind of, as slowly as he can in this six-second span, reach his hand out to put it on the forehead of this thing. Not really in a threatening way, just kind of slowly. But as he gets closer and closer, the lightning flicking between his fingers is going to increase until he lays his hand on the head of this thing. And does a 24 hit. Yes. <laughs> All right, so lightning is going to spring from in between his fingers, just like it went into the ground, but this time it's going to go into this thing's head. And he's going to take five thunder damage. Okay. If I roll another one with this D8, it's going into the naughty dice pile. Because <laughs> he, he hasn't taken damage 13. Yet, right? I don't. I don't know which one that is. I don't think so. He's the one you missed, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, he hasn't. Okay, um, cool. You clearly shock him, and it definitely dazes him. You see his eyes roll back in his head, and but he's still reaching out his shiv at you. Um, Talek. Okay, first thing I'm going to do is... End this with an AoE. <laughs> I don't have any. Um, here, I'm going to watch. Is this one in the fire still in the fire? Yeah. Okay, so what I'll do... That one's dead? Oh, he's in the fire, yeah. So, during that round, starting his turn in the fire, he takes another 2d4, and while he's able to flail at you and create little tiny slashes at your armor, um, he, he burns in the fire and he's gone. He's he's charred. Okay, um, so what I'll do, I'll step right here so I can hit line of sight. So did you move will... him already? Oh yeah, he's... Yeah, okay. How delicious so, does it smell, by the way? Uh, you can't smell anything yet. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Alright, so I'll step there to get line of sight of both of these guys, and I'll shoot one here at the one at Edwin, then one right here at the one past him. Okay. Alright, so one each. Two Eldritches. Yeah. Oh, that's 25 for this one. 
Next one is a the same thing. Two seventeens. Uh, twenty five for both of them. Nice. So they'll so the close one will take nine. Okay. Second one will take eleven. <laughs> Two beams beams flying from the other side of the fire pass over the fire. One of them knocks a little gremlin that was about at Edwin's head. He was up at his shoulder. Flies off into the darkness. You see his head literally explode Ooh. in your field of vision. Uh, luckily, the mist sprays away from you, and his body goes twirling off, doing 360s and landing in a heap. Wait, so he looks like a grunt in the woods from Halo, kind of. <laughs> um, and then the second blast, as the fr- as the little gremlin turns and looks at his friend who just got obliterated, he eats a an eldritch blast in the face, and they both die. Okay, and as I do that, I'll look. Glance over at Andril and the diamond on my neck will glow ever so, just pulse ever so, so quickly, and you're gonna heal, heal some, some health. Ooh, heal some health. You're gonna heal. 18 HP. Nice. Ooh. And Andril is just gonna look over and nod at you. Edwin. Edwin is going to, you could tell he's getting kind of angry. Bring the sword down. Overhead slash, like he's hacking away at this remaining little gremlin boy in front of him. That's a 21 hit. Yeah. Second strike. A 9 won't hit, but the first one does, so let's do some damage. And you know what? That's 10 damage. How do you kill him? So, this knobby little nasty creature trying to dig his fingers in your eyeballs. So, the sword is directly overhead. The first one ever so slightly misses. He's going to raise it back up and bring it down. And split the sword directly down the middle of this gremlin's body. Uh, it's it's gonna, easy. The sword goes through this creature easier than most tough creatures you've fought. And whoosh, straight through to the chest. He's gone. Edwin's gonna kind of pick it up and place his boot on the torso of the gremlin and slide the sword out of it and leave it on the ground. Cool. Um, at this point, there is only three gremlins left on the field. Um, so one of them, of course, is going to attack Andreal for a 22 to hit. Woo! And he's going to deal 7 damage. It's that same one with the shiv. This guy's This time going. he reaches around your leg and stabs you at the top of your foot uh, through your boot. Uh! And you see the other one next to you that was chewing on your thigh. He uses his action to disengage looking around over the edge of your thigh at all the carnage on, to his brethren. He gets scared, and he lets go, and scurries off into the woods. As soon as he does that, Andrew's just gonna go, don't let him get away! And then, thirdly, slinking off in the darkness, which you couldn't even see very well anyway, another one dashes away. Uh, 60 feet. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, no point. Into the darkness, he has disappeared. Um, we're back up to Andrew. Okay. Um... Hmm. Andy Rill is also going to disengage, and he's going to chase this thing. So I can catch up to it? Yeah. Uh, we're both in the darkness now. How can I, how well can I see him? I mean, so you can see the outline of him when he's within like 10 or 15 feet of you. Um, but all the details are missing now, and he's remarkably quick and nimble, and you see his form sort of look like in the darkness, in the twilight, as if it's 
disappearing behind boulders and then reappearing and then behind trees and then reappearing. You're going to lose him fairly soon if you don't do something. All right, I'm going to, um, with his left hand, he's going to, he's got these sparks flicking between his fingers, right? So he's just kind of going to shake his hand and these sparks are going to form together and he finally finishes and makes a fist by his hip. Is this a bonus action? Uh, this is a attack action, okay. which I have done yet. Uh, yeah, disengaging was a bonus yeah, action for me. Yeah. Um, and it's going to form into this whip of lightning energy. And I'm going to lightning lure this guy. I'm going to whip out at him, and I need him to make a uh, strength saving throw. Natural 20. Oh, oh my boy. gosh. It still takes damage, I assume. No, he doesn't. He does That's not how this uh, <laughs> cantrip works. Oh, no. Yeah, so this was completely fruitless. Um, yeah. So you, almost like he has a sixth sense, you whip out this whip of lightning towards him, and he instinctively dives to the right <laughs> and disappears into the leaf litter, and you see him pop out again and keep running. Um, we are Tutalic. So, this guy ran away. Okay. One guy disengaged, and this he's remaining. Two, yeah, one, two of them ran. One okay. of them escaped. Yancey's chasing this one, and there's one left right here. Okay. I will... Ah, shoot. Okay, I will run this direction. Six. So I can see both of them. This is in the darkness. Uh, shoot. Well, the, fire, the fire's here. I can see him. See, I'll shoot one at him and then one at disadvantage that guy, I guess. So, um, being that they're that far away and it's dark in the woods, um, I'll, yeah, I'll let you do it with disadvantage because they're only 25 feet away okay. at this point. So Sweet. You can see vague shapes <laughs> moving through the tree line. Okay. Just one smaller one, just kind of like... Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So I'll shoot the one at him first. So that's good. 24. 24 and a 20 for him. The, and then one for this guy. Ooh, so that one's an 11. Okay, so, full yeah. damage for the one that hit. Yeah. That is nine. You see a flash of light pass from towards the direction of the fire and blast this little creature that you were chasing. <laughs> and he falls into the, the ground um, dead. This the is second, the guy that I was chasing? Yes. Okay. The second blast completely misses this little guy and flies off an unseemable distance out into the woods. Um, and we are at Edwin's turn. Okay. Left with one little guy standing in the firelight. Edwin is going to close the distance. I can make that. Yeah, I can make that. And... Yeah, I'm just gonna swing. Um, oh, no, you didn't. Oh. I'm just gonna swing at him. Two sword strikes, like a diagonal slash pattern. The first one is a 17 to hit. The second one is an 11. Jeez. Okay. So. Oh, let's hope you can do it. <laughs> seven damage. How do you kill him? Yay! <laughs> so once again, the first one. He's gonna. Edwin's gonna swing at him. Yes. Yeah. And the second one, he's gonna come 
from the side and catch it, catch it. I don't know how far up it'd go in his mid torso, but he's gonna catch it and lodge it from the side into the torso, going as far up into it as he can with his swing. So, roll me, just roll me a strength, d20. Four. Uh, you pull the sword and it goes halfway into him and stops at his spine. And as you pull it out, you clearly cut his heart. Yeah. Uh, and ma many major vessels and arteries as you pull it out and he ah, falls to the ground. Ah, ah, dead. Um, you guys are out of combat, leaving what appears to be a little over a dozen little gremlin bodies lying around. Edwin's shield is going to flicker from him, and then the dragonling is going to curl back up and dissipate and back into the crest of his shield. Anduril's going to look at his compatriots and say, One was throwing rocks, and I don't see him accounted for. <laughs> Guys, where did you go? Edwin's going to peer out into the woods. Can't see y'all. Hold on, we're right over here. Y'all walk back towards um, the I fire. will as well. Walk back towards the fire and bring the orb, or bring the flaming sphere close, and then as it gets close, I'll just snuff it out. The fire? You will my the oh. sphere. Yeah. There was one throwing rocks at me, and I don't see him accounted for here. I don't think we shouldn't assume that he might go and get others. Right, well, I'll be awake, so I will keep watch. I don't, I don't think just... I don't think we should stay here. I think we should move as well, I agree. Harrison, about how bad does the corpse in the fire smell now? <laughs> um, so now it's had a minute or two to simmer and it's burning and it, it smells like chicken. It smells like chicken, but it's also got a, a sour smell to it, almost like chicken that's gone bad a little bit. First off, I don't want to be around that. Second off, <laughs> I think... Right, we know that you're going to be awake, but I think that Edwin and I should also take shifts to stay with you. We don't know what this place could hold. I don't think we need to just have one person away <sighs> for the night. I think that's wise. I agree. And I'll, as we're talking, I'm just gonna breathe and I'll heal myself because I'm still looking rough. We have four left. I can use. Yeah, I used five. Uh, yeah, Edwin is also going to heal. He's gonna second wind real quick. Take a deep breath. Yeah. I'm gonna walk it off. That's what I'm gonna do. Like a man. Yeah, I'm, gonna, um, I'm gonna be healthy. <laughs> you guys can great. assume that okay. you created a lot of noise, a lot of light, and there are now smells drifting out into the ether. Um, so you can assume that attention has been directed in this area. Edwin is going to check his personal belongings to make sure that he hasn't lost anything. And then roll me a investigation check. Okay. That is a natural 20. You find everything exactly where you left it. Okay. He's going to gather himself, take that moment to... And then he's going to try to contact his deity. He's going to reach out to his god. Roll me a religion. I should really up that. That is a 10. You feel yourself reaching out and you feel some sort of mild connection. 
not direct, though. Edwin is going to say, Dear Father, please guide us. Show us this path. Can I look for some sort of guidance? Any sort of direction, any sign, anything? Call me another Arcana check. Or uh, religion check. That's a 14. Uh, looking around in darkness, you see no clear no clear sign, but you do feel a muted version of his presence with you. So you feel slightly comforted in that respect, but there's no immediate identifiable action. Okay, so y'all will notice while during the fight, Edmund was kind of frantically swinging, he's kind of, he's greatly calmed down now. It just feels a bit calmer. Have you boys noticed that the lake here is the exact same as the lake that we walked into? So, my question is, if this whole, I guess we can assume that the whole world here is a mirror image, like you suggested, Edwin. Can we assume that there will be cities in the same place that the cities where we're from? I mean, where do we even go? Something about a jade pond? I, I'm not sure. I'm gonna think real quick. Have I... So there's a, the pond here is the same as the pond that we entered back from the other plane. Are there any near ponds close by, like in the material plane that I'll know about? Can roll my history check? Sure. Nine. Fact that you had never even been to the Staghorn Bladelands, and like you don't really know the terrain or anything, there, and you hadn't heard anything, so no, there's no ponds around here that you would know of. Okay. So, quick recap. In the world. Thanks. From what the Great White Grim wants us to do is go to a place called the Jade Pond and do what exactly? We're looking for a mask. So, yeah. Come on, my history check to remember this. It happened like 20 minutes ago. Uh, Lots happened in 20 minutes. That is fair. Uh, just had a tough fight. That's uh, 14. Um, so you remember that back in the material plane, he essentially explained that there were whispers that a mask of power was somewhere in the Feywild and that creatures on the edges of the realm there were, were stirring uh, because of that old followers of Esserach. And he didn't know where it was. He didn't know that there was one. And he had sent Oberon out to go find it. And he had not heard from Oberon for quite a while afterwards. Um, so all he knows is the last place Oberon was was the Jade Pond. And he Ed didn't tell us where that was. <laughs> no. Edwin is um, going to... The Feywild operates in slightly different roles. He also said he didn't know where you guys would would end up or start out. Okay. Rather. <sighs> you see Edwin kind of think for a minute and then shake his head off and turn, turn. Uh, Shakes his head off. Yeah. No, no, no. Like he was thinking about something and he was like, oh, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Can I think of anything in the material plane that I think would be the equivalent of a jade pond? Is there anything oh, that, like. History check. Okay. Um, That's a 14 as well. And no. Um, nothing immediately comes to your mind. I mean, I'm not going to 
outright give you an answer. Well, of course. Uh, but you're nothing that you've experienced in our campaign or in your previous time would indicate that. But okay. we can pretty much surmise that the great white stag, he speaks in, like, he isn't, he's not, there's no tricks, there's no, like, wordplay. It's straightforward, though. Yeah. Well, can, so we you can, can assume that because he was allowing Talek to be his patron, and also, he's not entirely a fae deity. He's also half celestial. So he isn't quite like the other fae in that respect. Maybe that's why the other fae think of him as so stern and rigid and simple. Because he's kind of normal. Because they don't have, he doesn't have the trickery and the complex um, social aspect of him that Faye usually have. He's got another divine essence that affects him. Okay. Um, so, I can do this one more time. Um, Edwin is going to, no he's not, actually no he's not. Um, looking around this immediate vicinity, are there any lights off in the distance that kind of catch the eye, or is it still just pitch black? Uh, immediately looking around, it's just pitch black. Okay. I say, since we don't know where to go, why don't we just go back the way we came? I was thinking the opposite. What we? I was thinking the direction that we saw the Great White Stag appear, and just head that direction. Why? I don't know. I can't quite explain it. Do you feel this strongly? I don't know. I think going back the way we came, I just don't get a feeling that... Because this is supposed to be a test of progression. I don't think going backwards is perhaps the right way to do that. Perhaps the wrong way to do this. My thought here... Talik, is we've changed planes, right? So if we are in essentially a mirror of our own... Oh, sorry, I really started with my accent there. If we are in a mirror of our own world, then going backwards in a way would be going forwards. Does that make sense to you? No, that does make perfect sense, actually. Alright, that's a good idea. Let's speak in riddles. Edwin's just kind of lost. <laughs> staring between the two of you. <laughs> just Edwin, it's, it's okay. It's, this place vexes me as much, if not more, I'm sure, than it vexes you. Alright, so should we would you like to rest here first or make some way and then take a rest? I think we need to make some headway first. Alright, let's go. Agreed. Alright. Uh, and so... As like as much familiarity as we can get with the area. That's smart to leave the flaming yeah. gremlin. <laughs> oh, I, I thought so too. <laughs> Hopefully that also attracts stuff away from us from where we go. Oh just just a thought. Uh yeah, so like as much familiar familiarity as we can gain with the uh with the area that we're in based off of what it looked like in the material plane, uh, we're gonna head back the way that we came. Okay. What were those things called, just for notes purposes? Uh, you can call them whatever you like, because you don't know 
What does Talek think they're called? Short bastards. Call them gremlins if you want. No, but not, I don't know what a gremlin is. Those are things that exist in D&D. Uh, attacked by small purple goblins. Oh, say gremlins. Wait, ten of them, right? Twelve? Uh, there were like sixteen of them. If you ask yeah, Edwin, you Edwin, Edwin like would call them gremlins. <laughs> that would be like a, a folk tale for children. Little gremlins. Yes. Bad kids who don't eat their vegetables turn into gremlins and run into the forest. Uh, so as you guys travel away from the pond in the direction that you came to the pond on the material plane, right? That's what you're doing? Yep. Yeah. Uh, as you're heading down this path, all of you, all three of you guys roll me perception checks. Five. I'm old. My eyes aren't as good as they used so to be. I rolled a three. and Edwin looking around are kind of little, their eyes are lost. Their simple human eyes are lost in the darkness. Um, and Though they, they can see occasionally the flash of a pair of eyes gleaming in the twilight above, looking at them from the tree line and then scampering away. Things definitely know you're here, um, but you can tell most of them are too timid to actually show themselves to you. Um, as far as Talek getting a natural 20, he doesn't have his dark vision back, but Maybe it's because he's attuned to seeing the dark in the material plane, but he's able to look around very very much more clearly than you guys. And what he notices walking along is as you guys travel for about half an hour, um, you see little patches of darkness, darker than the normal light in this area, the darkest, darkest black you can imagine they appear to be little piles of smoke, black smoke, and they've got a mirrored look to them. So they're slightly reflective. And here and there, maybe a couple feet by a couple feet, there are patches of it just swirling, some in midair, others on the ground. And you can hear a muffled, like, curtain ruffling sound from them, like. Yeah, I'll just, whoever next, I'll be next under, I'll just kind of like put my hand out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll put my hand out. <laughs> You smacked me in the face. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hit your hand, right? In your face? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'll reach out and stop him and just kind of point and just tell him to, li- like, kind of gesture to listen and just stop. Andrew's going to stop moving and... Edwin's going to bump into the two of you guys as you stop in front of him. <laughs> well, I was about to say he was going to make the same motion to Edwin, but, you know, just barrel through me. <laughs> um, so when you guys get quiet, uh, I roll my perception checks. 17. Six? What is wrong with me? Um, Seven. Edwin can hear, but not Andrew. Maybe because it's from a little ringing in his ears from that rock hitting him in the forehead, but Edwin can now hear the ruffling of those little patches of darkness. What? What is that? What do you mean? That's there, making that noise. Do you hear it? No. What is, what is, I wrote a seven. What does it sound like? The closest thing I can think of is if someone was to draw a curtain. Um, you know, like, to cover a window. Hmm. So they're just like little, like, kind of like splotches, like, floating around? Yeah, and they envelop everything that's in their vicinity. It's just black. Edwin is going to look around the ground, around him, and find a rock. Okay. And throw it at this thing. 
as you throw the rock, it enters in here. It doesn't come out the other side. You don't hear a sound after he throws it. Do I see this? Mm-hmm. Strange. I... I hesitate to think what that might do to a person. I'm going to cast uh, lights just right next to one of the things. Okay. Just see what happens. Um, as you cast light, is it just like a little point of light? Yes. It's like so, a sphere, right? Yeah, it just radiates light. Essentially, you, you cast the sphere into it? or no, like it's next like to right it? next to it. Uh, right next to it, you see, rather than the light penetrating into the darkness like it would anywhere else in the forest, you see the light stops completely in its wake um, and once the light meets the beginning edge of that blackness it just cuts like a fine line and just stops entirely and they meet each other hmm. I'm not well rehearsed with like obviously like the kind of nature of the Feywald but like can I make an arcana check to try and like try and determine um, if this is like a magical type of sure. non-natural entity or like substance 16. Um, it has a magical essence to it, but it's not entirely strong. It's almost as if there's an innate magic to it rather like, than like a, it's, an expressive it's, magic. Like, okay, so this is like something more like a residue. Like, it's something's giving this off. Yes. Similar, About similar. how big was this again? Just globs, right? A foot or two by a foot or two. Um, uh, Enderil is going to close his eyes and um, he's going to reach out his mind with his telepathy towards this thing. Do, mm. Does he get anything back? Absolute silence. Nothing. I don't think it's, it's not a creature. I don't no. believe. It's, it's has a magical essence but it's not it's not the source. I think this is some sort of a mission. Could this can we follow him like a trail? Yeah, does it seem to get, like, denser? Uh, an investigation check? Sure thing. Could this be residue from... Natural 20. Possible an interaction uh, that Feywild's having with the mask? Or from the portal that we entered through? While they're talking, Edmund's gonna get down on his knee and just look down towards this. Looking around, you don't see any particular pattern as you're walking through the forest. They appear, Some appear to be grouped together. You even see one patch as large as 10 feet by 10 feet across the ground. Whoa. Um... And you see no trees are obviously growing within its reach. But can I? there's no clear pattern. They're just kind of scattered about. What did you roll? A natural 20. Okay, also, as you travel for another 15 minutes kind of looking for a pattern, in this cold, you fear, hear, you feel the eerie feeling of eyes on you. Uh, and Edwin hears in the distance, maybe it's a trick of the ear, but he hears, Help! Help! A woman's voice. Edwin, what? Listen, do you, do you hear that? Hey, Can what? <laughs> Can we turn, like, tell direction? Um, you two roll me investigation. You got a natural 20, so you... Yeah. Uh, 11. Uh, three. Um, <laughs> still ringing in the ears, he can't hear anything, but Talek can at least hear it. He can't tell where it's coming from, but he can hear that. Can I pinpoint the direction with my natural 20? Over there, right? Do you want to check it out? 
coming from that direction there. Here, I'm gonna look up to the trees and point upwards to you. What are you, what, what are you pointing at? He's gonna look up. It's a scream from that direction. Sounds like a woman. You two, you sneak forward ahead to look to check it out. You follow behind. I'm which, gonna go up. Which direction? I didn't hear anything. I'll point directly to over here. All right. And then I'm gonna fly up to the tree line, like to the like the, the canopy, and just kind of start like kind of like tree hopping, and like to go north it, but not ahead of him. I'll let and him go. I'll let him catch up and go ahead of me. And I'll fall like slowly behind. As he's doing this, Andrew is going to start sneaking towards the direction that they pointed him in. Everyone's going to wait, you know, five, ten seconds and then follow in Andrew's direction. Okay. You're flying above the tree line? Well, yeah, I'm, like, trying to be quietly, like, kind of, like, kind of use my wings to, like, kind of, like, give me a boost and kind of, like, just tree, like, tree hop. On top of the trees or under the tree line? Like, in the canopy. Like, for, like, branch and, like, going, like, into okay, the next branch. Cool. Yeah. So you move through, and you can see out of the darkness as you're moving through, you're stirring little creatures that were up in the trees. They're jumping out <laughs> onto the ground and gliding away from you. Um, but you guys all three move forward, and the sounds get louder. Okay, I'm a, a high-pitched woman's voice. Incredibly high-pitched. More high-pitched than any woman you've heard in your life. Like unnaturally sounding high-pitched? Yes, yes. Um, Andrew, I, can't, I can't go that high, but I would try. But Andrew is going to stop in his tracks, and uh, if I look back, can I see uh, Edwin slash Talek? Yeah, you could probably see me fairly easily. Wait, oh, okay. all right. So he's going to just stop. And I can see him because he's really close. I don't know if you could see Talek. Yeah. He's going to stop and hold up a hand, and he's going to reach his mind out. Well, I'm going to stop when I see him stop because I'm watching him the whole time. Okay. He's going to reach his mind out to uh, his boys and say, Listen, that... Edwin, that's not a woman. What do you mean that's not a woman? Of course it's a woman. Listen closely. Stop from going help and just go... "Ah," Like a scream of of pain a little bit. Is it still just at the same pitch that sounds unnatural? Yes. Edwin, listen closely. Can Edwin determine that this is something other than humanoid um it sounds like a humanoid it just sounds like almost a child in terms of how high-pitched it is but just nothing that we've like oh it's, it's a child it sounds like a child but somewhat unnatural to what we've known it could be to, but to it, what you know before we know it can be totally natural here sure yeah okay it sounds like a child it sounds me. like a grown woman's voice but scaled okay high-pitched essentially i think we should still check it out this person might need help or might have information where we need to go. All I'm saying is be on guard. Okay. Also, as you guys get closer and closer, roll me a, a perception check. All three. Are we sneaking? Can we sneak? I uh, am sneaking. I'm sneaking. Okay, perception's a 19. I also got a 19. Sneak. Four. Didn't change my stealth. Okay, so that's a four on the stealth. And Good. It's not stealthing. 15 I got on a one stealth. on my perception, so... Okay, well, Edwin may his ears may not work, but his nose certainly does. Um, as both him and Talek get a really strong, musty smell, almost like a like an animal, like a stinky, stinky animal, uh, and it's pretty strong as they keep moving forward. Um, and stealth-wise, you guys are being fairly quiet, just some rustling leaves. Uh, but Edwin is. <laughs> 
his playmill is clacking together as he moves through the forest, creating quite a racket. Yeah. I would tell Edwin to stay behind, but I don't want to leave him out in the darkness here. Yeah. Edwin votes to not get left behind in the darkness. Yeah. Um, he votes in this decision that Anderil made in his mind. Because he cares about you, and you have a place there. <laughs> so tender. Um, so Anderil is going to just continue moving ahead, uh, seeing if he can like finally get a look of what this thing is. So it gets same closer and closer to the sound until you hear, No, no, please! And then the voice cuts. The woman's voice cuts clean, and then you just hear a deep rumbling in your chest, a vibration, and you hear just the deepest tone of chuckling. 